Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Pain, the gift nobody wants. But still it comes. Pain is the uninvited guest in our lives. It always outstays its welcome. It will defy many an eviction order, and it refuses to leave. Until one morning we awaken and we realize the pain is simply not there. James 1.4, when that testing, when that trial and affliction, when you let pain have its perfect work, you'll be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You see, pain is a patient teacher sent by some unseen authority to persistently try to get through to us. Like Annie Sullivan made Helen Keller's life miserable for a while until that moment when water flowed from a pump. It was given a name and then pain's work was done. Understanding dawn on Helen Keller. Psalm 119, my suffering was good for me because it taught me to pay attention to you, God. Pain is an expensive gift. Of all the gifts one receives, it is the most unappreciated. For pain does not come with the party. Pain does not bring a celebration. Laughter is not associated with the gift of pain. No, only tears and sorrow and questioning. Those are associated with pain. When pain is unwrapped, its costliness is like the alabaster jar of fragrance. It fills the room. Pain is an invitation of sort. It's a gold-trimmed invitation on very costly and weighty paper. It's an invitation into the world that we don't wish to frequent, an invitation into the divine world. It's the home of the man of sorrows the one acquainted with grief, the one who suffered much. Through pain, the suffering Savior welcomes us into his arms. The late Amy Carmichael was a missionary to India who suffered enormously in her life. She once wrote these words, I have noticed that when one who has not suffered draws near to one in pain, there is rarely much power to help. I have wondered if it can be the same in the sphere of prayer. Does pain accepted and endured give some quality that would otherwise be lacking in our prayers? What if every stroke of pain or hour of weariness or loneliness or any other trial of flesh or spirit could carry us a pulse beat nearer, some other life, some life for which the ministry of prayer is needed? Would it not be worthwhile then to suffer? 10,000 times yes, and surely it must be so. For the further we are drawn into the fellowship of Calvary with our dear Lord, the more tender we are toward others. And then she closes with these words, God never wastes his children's pain. Here on Daily Devotion this week, we're dealing with the subject of authenticity. Here's our high view of God. God can do anything we hurt. God could simply take away the pain unless God sees a purpose in the pain that we don't see. That God sees something can be accomplished only through pain that otherwise would not be in our life. I don't want to deify pain because pain is really not of God. 
are from God. It's not who God is or what God wants for your life. What God wanted for your life was simply a relationship with you in the garden. Death, pain, sickness, virus, bacteria, pestilence, those were not parts of God's wonderful plan. God is good, and all he made was good. When he finished creation, he said it was very good. But man made in his image had the power of choice, and man did not make the right choices. And pain came through man's poor choices not through God. So any hurt we have, any gravel in our shoe, any worry on our mind came from man and not from God. The Bible is the story of man's pain and man's search through that pain to reconnect with God. Like like Joseph of old who was sold into slavery by his brothers. Or like Job who lost everything in a single day. Or what about John the Baptist? Executed seemingly for no good reason. The apostles beaten and tortured for preaching the gospel. We're talking about pain. Pain and suffering are a direct result of sin, but we suffer because this world is no longer good, but corrupted by sin. We are promised in the new heaven and new earth, there will be no more pain, no sickness, no sorrow. Why? Because God will wipe the slate clean and take away the curse of man's fall in the garden. But for now, we deal with pain and what to do when the pain just won't leave. Whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual pain, we focus mostly on the physical. Most prayer requests sent to the prayer lists are physical needs, but physical needs are only the tip of the iceberg. Lurking beneath the surface of the physical are those deep emotional hurts, the insecurities, the anxieties, those unprocessed pains and losses, disappointments, discouragements, disorders, hopelessness. And also beneath the surface are the spiritual needs, a disconnect between us and God, anger against God. If God is almighty, we reason, why can't he do something about this? Why can't he take away the pain? disappointment with God. I thought I was your child, Lord. How could you let this happen to me? Lord, why did you allow that person to draw close to me for them to leave me and hurt me so much? Why didn't you warn me, God? Couldn't you have at least just warned me? Maybe you felt like the psalmist who wrote these words, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Pain is this reminder that we are imperfect beings living in an imperfect world. But I don't need to tell you something very important. When pain won't leave, then pain must have a purpose. If you know anything about the life of Charles Hattie Spurgeon, he was a pastor of the Metropolitan Tabernacle many years ago in London. Spurgeon had tremendous physical problems and emotional problems, the latter caused by some of the former. He hurt so bad that he was forced to go away and be alone. He openly talked about it. He shared what he called his fainting fits, his phrase for depression. When the pain grew so much, he just simply collapsed. But on my library shelves are dozens and dozens of books by Spurgeon. You see, in his pain, Spurgeon was taught 
and he understood and he grew. He once said, I am certain that I never did grow in grace one half so much anywhere as I have upon the bed of pain. So when pain won't leave, know that a rebuilding program is going on and God is working on you. God is preparing you. He's taking up residence in you. He's teaching you. God can work all things together for good. Is pain a thing that God can work together for good? Even though pain doesn't come from God, yes, he can work pain for good. He works all things together for good. Do you remember that fateful day in the life of Jesus? So much had happened. A storm at sea, an encounter with the demoniac, a crowd intercepted him. Jairus, a ruler of the local synagogue, came to him in pain. His daughter was on the verge of death. Pain will cause us to lower our pride and turn to the Lord. Pain invites the suffering Savior into our midst. It was en route to Jairus' house, a woman in pain pressed her way through the crowd. She had suffered so much for 12 long years. And because of her physical condition, she was an outcast. Aggravating the emotional condition was her sense of loneliness and marginalization. In a very real sense, Jairus's pain and the woman's pain led them both to Jesus. As I said at the outset, pain is a gift no one wants, but pain is an invitation to see some mighty things in God. What do we do when pain won't leave? We take a trip and we go to Jesus. Pain will cause you to just say, God, let me get through this. I just want to pass this test. I may not have a perfect 4.0, but God, I want to hear you say, well done. David Brooks, New York Times columnist, once said of people who suffer immense pain that they almost always emerge from pain with a sense of calling. They desire to turn their suffering into holiness. They create some noble trust, a foundation, a ministry. You see, pain transforms lives. Then Brooks wrote something that touched me. People don't heal from suffering. They come out changed. Does that resonate with you? John Townsend said that people who always strive for perfection will eventually realize they can't live in that place. They go through predictable patterns. They try to deny the pain. They try to push their way through the pain with willpower. If that doesn't work, then they beat themselves up over it and say, I failed. I'm such a loser. Then they enter into this pivotal phase. It's a sense of despair. It's when they are coming to the place to admit, I can't do it. I can't overcome this. It's at that very moment an invitation starts being prepared, a divine invitation for the Lord to step in when pain won't leave. Invite Jesus. Paul Claudel once wrote, Christ did not come to do away with suffering. He did not come to explain it. He came to fill it with his presence. When pain comes and won't leave, let Jesus fill the pain with his presence. He cares. 
He knows what we can bear. Nothing is hidden from his sight. Permit him at that time to hold you, embrace you, and say in the midst of pain, it is I, be not afraid. There's a new day dawning on the other side of pain. One of these days, the pain is going to be vanquished. The sorrow will be turned to joy. I've had some good days. You remember that song? I've had some hills to climb. I've had some weary days and some sleepless nights. But when I look around and I think things over, all of my good days outweigh my bad days. I won't complain. Don't complain about pain. Invite the presence of the Lord in your life to do what only he can do. Jesus is at home in pain. He knows what to do with the pain. He knows how to work it for something good. He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He's touched by our pain itself. What you're feeling, God is feeling. He feels it on your behalf. That is the empathetic heart of our Lord. He knows what you're going through. He feels what you're going through. And yet in the midst of it all, he says, even in this, I can work something beautiful. I can weave something beautiful into the tapestry of their lives and use it to transform them into my image. So today, if you're hurting, if you're in pain, if you're going through an issue, know that I'm praying, others are praying for you, but also know this, invite Jesus into the pain and let him fill it with his presence. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.